Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. Today is Monday, October 23rd, 2023, and we are coming to you to review Sunday, October 22nd, 2023. This is Blake, and I'm joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. What's up? And today is episode, and take a guess, well, you should know this, 59 of Sunday Gravy. There you go. 59 of Sunday Gravy. Yep. Hmm. That's hard to believe. Is it? Yeah. I, I didn't think we'd still be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he so had true. no fake. So no. true. But, uh, yeah. So. Well, you didn't think you'd still be doing Unclever, but you are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you shock yourself. We are. We, we uh, actually, today on that was, hold on, I'll tell you. It was... Uh, Episode 80 dropped. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Are y'all going to do something big when you get to 100? Because it'll be here before you know it. Yeah. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> uh, yeah. Episode 100. That'll be, that would be interesting. Mm. What are we going to do for episode 100 of Sunday Gravy? I mean, we got to get past 59 and 61st, but what are we going to do for let's, 100? Let's take our equipment and get some, like, fried chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy at the White House and record from there. Uh, oh, <laughs> do it. Do it I didn't know do what she was going to say. I didn't either. I was like, that's <laughs> real descriptive. Let's, let's take offside. our equipment, take it to the dumpster, and light it on fire. <laughs> I didn't know what was that coming. That sounds like fun, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but uh, So, let's see. The when did we last talk? Tuesday, Monday. Mm-hmm. That's the last time any of us spoke with one another. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Last time we recorded. So what what went on this weekend? What did you guys have? Anything interesting? We had another birthday party. I threw my back out. We're good. <laughs> another old lady thing. It's cool. Mm. <laughs> it's getting bad. Mm. It's getting awful. I'm telling y'all. It's. <laughs> I mean, gray hair is coming soon. Look, I'm just, uh, it's I'm just, just coming saying, soon. Blue hair. Blue. <laughs> That's just wrong. I'm blue just hair. saying none of this started till I started working here, so I blame y'all. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're certainly not your good luck charm, are we? <laughs> what about you? Anything? Uh, you know, Friday night, well, for both you and I, mm-hmm. senior night. Yeah. So I had that moment where... It got surreal for a second, and then I was like, "Okay, I've yeah. I, I, this is this I've been through this rodeo many yeah. times already." So, yeah. my my biggest goal going through it was not to downplay it so much that I messed messed it up. You know, well, that's definitely my issue. Is just because this is our first time. You know, our oldest is a senior this year, and so, but I just do not get sentimental about stuff like that at all. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say my wife is like overly 
emotional about stuff like that, but there are certain things that will get her. Mm-hmm. But mm. I'm I really have to watch it because I'm just not an extremely sentimental person when it comes to those type of things. Mm. And so, yeah, I can get myself in trouble real quick. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but man, you talk about a lot of seniors between the band, the cheerleaders, the what the 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 trainers, the football players. I think it was 52 something. in all. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Wow. It was 50 something. It was funny cuz we were football team was last and we were about middle ways in, of, of the football, of the football team. team. Yeah. And so when we got up into the stands, I mean, and the football team was almost over by the time we got up into the stands because you're right. talking to people, taking more photos, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But by the time we got up into the middle section, <laughs> you could see the fatigue <laughs> on all the people's faces. Uh-huh. And I looked at a few people I knew and went, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> because in some of them I went, you know, next year this is going to be a ghost town. We just graduated everybody. Well, that's yeah. what I said. <laughs> no uh, that's what I said about uh, graduation ceremonies. And that uh, Friday night was basically mm. our just precursor. That was our appetizer to graduation. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Calling out all the names. But graduation ceremonies, here's the deal. The graduates don't want to go, and the families don't want to go. The graduates are going to make their families happy. Pretty much. And the families are going to support the graduates. And we should just cancel all those things and go out for pizza. <laughs> Let's all go eat pizza. Because like when you come to a graduation ceremony or when you come to a senior night, here's what it is. It's like inviting someone to a movie that's like, psych, we're just showing the end credits. Uh- <laughs> This is true. <laughs> gotcha. This is true. Where's the main feature? <laughs> I know. It's like it's it's a movie that's nothing but in credits. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I've never thought about it that way. Blake Wingo strikes again. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I'm not a fan. Sorry. Mm. Uh anything else though? Uh that was good. I mean, it was good. It was a good night for a senior night. The weather mm-hmm. was Perfect. Unbelievable. Perfect for Unbelievable. Friday night. It was yeah. good weather this weekend. Yeah, Friday, Friday night was like, um, you know, it's like low 70s right before kickoff while we're out there doing all that, like mm-hmm. 71, mm. something like that. So you feel like you're standing in an air-conditioned building. Yeah. And then by the time the game ends, it's like mid to high 60s. Yeah. So it just held yeah. right there in that perfect spot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just coolant starts to get cool enough to where you might want to throw a light jacket on at yeah. the very end. Yeah. It yeah. Was nice. It got cool enough to where everybody at the end was like, we're, we're leaving. Let's talk <laughs> about that's this. A good thing. Let's talk about this because I came up to you on the field and I was like, have you heard about the, all this stuff going on? You, you're just buzzing off the table over there. Sorry, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> going after stuff here. I said, all I right. come up to you on the field and was like, did you hear about all this going on with the students last Wednesday night? Remember, I came up to you on the field and said this. And you were like, no, what are you talking about? And it was oh, the first you had heard of it. Yes. Have you heard about this? About the, no. the race? Oh. The, the race? The race. Yeah. So somebody, no. I think it was Max, maybe said this. Okay. Like in the student service. I don't know if they were playing some sort of game. I still haven't got the full picture of what exactly went down. But the question was posed to our student group. Who would win in a race, Joey or Blake? 40-yard <laughs> dash, who would get it? <laughs> Is that what... Is that the phone call you got when uh, me and Matt were talking to you after church Wednesday night, and you were like, "I got to go over here to the gym"? Oh no, 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 that oh, okay. was that was different because okay. they were practicing for their senior dance. Gotcha. Oh, you didn't mm. see that, by the way. You weren't at the pep rally. No, 
the pep rally was pretty entertaining. Our oh, our seniors. Oh, I did, did a, see the video of you it. You saw a video. Yeah, it was pretty good. They did a good job. <laughs> but no, this gets asked in the student ministry: Who wins in a foot race, Joey or Blake? And like <laughs> all of them, but two <laughs> sided with Joey. <laughs> I was gonna side with Joey. I need to know what, who they're, would side. I, it's their, their, I'm telling who you, side with people you? are sleeping on me. <laughs> I don't know what makes them think that. He's way older than me. Uh, <laughs> way, <laughs> way older. <laughs> what? Uh, and then <laughs> we, <laughs> I, there's just so much. I just cannot pull it out of the air. You want to hear so something much. funny? And I don't know how. The, I don't know if this is insulting to you. It's pro- it probably should be insulting to both of us. Okay. 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 Um, the uh, Bo and Joanna Hales little girl. Oh, mm-hmm. Abigail. Yeah, and she, she's not short on words. No, no. She comes up to me yesterday after church and gives me a high five, and she's eating a sucker. Which she's like, she—that's an adorable kid. Yes, but right, she's lost like her front teeth or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like uh, her her gap was just wide enough to stick the sucker in. That's what I'm. Th- hey, that's when <laughs> like life it. is good. Life right? is good but when the sucker fits. Yeah, but she's talking with that that lisp. Oh, you know, yes, right now, yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, that, that. Uh-huh. So she's talking like that right now, which is which is awesome. Adorable. <laughs> but she, she, but she's talking to me, and I wasn't quite sure what she was saying. I look at Bo, and he's like, she's saying you and Joey look the same. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, you're the same person. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And she was like, how do we look the same? I don't know. I said it's, I said you know, it's the white in the beard is what it is. John, Maybe John Luke can never call y'all by the same name, by the right name. Yeah, he calls me Mr. Blake all the all time. time. And she'll really? go, that's Mr. Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny though. She said, yeah, y'all are the same person. And then she said, what? What was it? Anyway, it was something. Anyway, it was, it, like one of us was taller or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then she said, but y'all wear the same clothes. <laughs> I was like, Joey would definitely be offended by that. <laughs> we wear the same clothes. <laughs> She's like, y'all look the same. You wear the same clothes. <laughs> I mean, you both stand up there and just run your mouths. <laughs> Ain't nobody listening. Yeah. Y'all just keep talking. <laughs> yeah. I thought that mm, was funny, though. That is funny. That is funny. <laughs> Yeah, so so I'm standing in line for the the you know the senior recognition. The the stands mm-hmm. are packed. He walks all, and now his his daughter's a cheerleader. He walks all the way. He's way up at the beginning. I, well, no, I was right in the middle because I got all the band in front of me and all the football. Oh, that's team right. The band me. went in front of you. So I was so, right in the dead center. Anyway, he walks down the line to come find me and was like. We can settle this right now because we're on the, on the football field. On the football field, he's like, we in can the settle of this right now. <laughs> you don't think I told I told him I was like, you know, no offense to Curry. I was like, okay, no offense to Curry. I was like, everybody may bought a ticket to watch Corner beat the brakes off Curry, but I'll promise you, we can give them their money's worth right now. Exactly. <laughs> Just ready, go right there. Yeah. I'm calling. Shout it out right to now. Curry though, because that's tough. I, I look. I've been in that situation where it's like you know, the, things was just not going right for whatever. It wasn't clicking, but uh, but they didn't quit. No, they didn't quit. No. They kept going. So you know, I, I think Corner should do more stuff like that. You know where they do stuff like that is in Jasper, like when Corner played Jasper that one year. 
uh, a few years back, mm-hmm. they had a guy, they called him, I don't know, he was so fast. Oh, like, uh, like the freeze thing or whatever, yeah. like they have at Barron's games. Yeah, and yeah. so then they would pick a kid out of the crowd and let him get like a 30-yard head start mm-hmm. Yeah, and see if they could get to the finish line before – their lightning, the flash, I think they called him before he called up to <laughs> yeah. him. Can you imagine if, like, Corner did something like that? All every pastor of every church lined <laughs> up on the goal line, and they're going to have a 50 yard dash to see. Oh, I thought, I thought you were saying I would be the flash. Oh, no, 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 you're totally delusional. No, 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 no. Here, here, no, here's the pitch. Here's the pitch. Okay. We, we reverse it. What? And instead of the, instead of the flash, you're racing the snail, <laughs> and now he gets a thirty yard head start. <laughs> and can you catch him? Can you catch the snail before catch he gets the snail? Surely, surely, there's an inflatable costume uh, I can buy. Yeah, there was a whole there was a whole movie called Turbo about that, wasn't there? Oh, you know Turbo's out <laughs> it could there. Could be Turbo for Halloween. No, here's can you uh, catch the snail? Can you catch Fat Elvis? <laughs> In case anyone's wondering, Elvis won the costume <laughs> contest. Dude, so let I'm me just tell you, you, y'all do not know what y'all signed up for. I'm telling you, it's if bad. we could get you on a Friday night in an Elvis costume out on there, and it's like, can you catch Elvis catch before he Elvis. gets to the, before he scores a touchdown? <laughs> this is Vegas Dude. Elvis. <laughs> I'm telling and you, I, and, and, and they I'm played kidding. Elvis music while the while the race is going <laughs> on. <laughs> How embarrassed would your daughters be? Little less talk, a uh, lot more action. <laughs> that's it. Little less conversation. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. They would be. Um, yeah, people don't know what they've signed up for, though. I'm just that telling. would be so good, man. We gotta we gotta pitch that. Let's do it. There's a way to that could be a fundraiser for like some booster or something. <laughs> Catch Elvis. <laughs> Catch Elvis. <laughs> Cause think about it. Like there there is that little dead time, you know, for bands to get set up. Yeah. Like you could you could get it in there, man. Yeah. That would be so good. But it, that's what I'm saying. It needs to be a reverse. Elvis gets the head start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then just put, you know, whoever. <laughs> Get but, some two kids out of the student section. But here's know? the deal, though. Yeah, like I can't let them win. No, like, and you, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be surprisingly fast. But but there's also the risk that that, that, that jumpsuit just comes off. <laughs> <laughs> if you rip, it's I not gonna hold. That ain't gonna hold. If it rips, you're ready. I mean, there's. There, I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all, y'all do not know what you signed up for. There is a high level of risk that that thing comes off during normal trunk or treat festivities, much less running a, a hundred yard dash or a fifty yard dash. What happened, Blake? I turned too quick. <laughs> it's like I reached for them sour straws way too quick. Let's go down to pick up my Kit Kat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my uh, goodness. I'm telling y'all, y'all don't you know got what me y'all fired say. up. We need we need to pitch that. Yeah, that needs to be. Like, I'm telling you, if you live in the corner area and you go to corner football games, you need to be calling them saying, we heard on Sunday Gravy, the greatest idea of all time. Catch Elvis. Catch the king. Catch the king. Catch the king. And now it's time for Catch the King. They'll, they'll be expecting, like, the Burger King king to walk out, but no, here, no. Come, here comes Elvis. How cool would that be if you could get the Burger King? Costume. Oh my goodness. And let him start back and see if he can catch Catch Elvis Elvis. the King. That would be Mm. good. (laughs) That would be funny. Burger King would make that a 
commercial. I bet they would. <laughs> yeah. Well. Hey, I'm t- look. All I'm saying is, if we host first round of playoffs, this is a must. I think we're well. We're probably this is a must. Well, we're probably overthinking it. To be honest with you, why? Because we're trying to be ridiculous with it, and it would be funnier to watch somebody try to chase me down. It would be the most entertaining thing I've ever seen at a but, Friday night football game. But if you were getting little kids, it would probably be like catch Buzz and put the mascot out there and let them chase him. We're overthinking. Uh, no. But the fans would definitely prefer Fat Elvis. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> Look, please the fans. Besides them, them, them uh, bus costumes, those things ain't cheap. They're not going to risk. They're not going to risk them things getting ripped. Have you seen Buzz walk around? Are we going to risk? Man, they can barely are get we going to risk steps. mine coming off? Huh? Are we going to risk? You talking about going from above reproach to way below it? I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking about corner high school going viral in a matter of seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not how you want to get famous. Oh my goodness! Elvis loses clothes as he <laughs> runs right out of his oh, blue suede. Shoes. Runs right out of. <laughs> That's a headline right there. Yeah, yeah. That could be our oh story goodness. for today. Uh, what Ooh. what else happened this weekend though? Well, we, there was big college football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't do us any good to do this on Monday because that's all we can still think about. Is I know football. football. I yeah. know football. Football. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like my I think my weekends are pretty like almost ditto now. It's like Friday yeah. night football, and then Saturday I'm in Montgomery watching my daughter play, and oh, yeah. so I'm doing that on Saturday, and and then pretty much your day's gone. Yeah. Like if you're gonna go if it takes you two hours to get somewhere, mm-hmm. your day's gone. Yeah. For sure. So um yeah, Alabama, man. Man, I couldn't that those college games give me a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we have Tennessee fans here in our church. And so I ran into a few of them in the parking lot Sunday, and they just turned and looked at me, and I went, I'm not even going to come over there. I could come over there, but I'm not coming over there. And, and, I'm not even going to broach the subject. <laughs> Eli, Eli looks at me and goes, you can come over here if you want. Come on. Come on. <laughs> He's scared. <laughs> but, you know, we had uh, Baylor at our house. Yeah. He was decked out from head to toe in oh, ten- watching the Tennessee game. game. Mm. In Tennessee gear. He was watching the game. I mean, he was decked out. Well, that and first half was fun for Let him. me tell you something. Like he was like, Mr. Joy, you are bad luck. Cause I was not there for the first half. Right. And then when I come walking in the house and sat down for the second half, mm-hmm. it was all Bama. About <laughs> about end of third quarter, he looks at me and goes, I'm going fishing. <laughs> he just walks out. I don't blame him. I wanted to walk out there in the first half. I, I literally thought it was about to be a blowout for yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, I did too. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh there was uh Peyton Manning I, he, he had a funny I don't know if he tweeted this or just said it as like a one-liner on a on a radio show or something like that. But he was like, you know, because everybody made such a big deal about us uh, beating them, you know, what was it, uh, 15 years in a row. And we were going for 16 last year and they beat us. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked him about, you know, the, the rivalry and how Alabama had went on such a long streak. And he was like, Man, I can't even remember the last time Alabama beat Tennessee. He goes since since twenty twenty two the the rivals, rivalry's been so lopsided. <laughs> uh-huh. And then uh, oh, yeah. I, I saw people posting after the game and you know Bama fans after the game saying, "Well, sixteen out of seventeen ain't bad." <laughs> oh wow! Nice. Wow! Wow! 
<laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway, mm. well, I've uh, I got something for today that um, I picked not because it's extremely interesting. I picked this just because of how much Joey's going to despise it. Oh. Say what? You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Joey, are you ready? I am. Bring it. <laughs> I don't think you are. <clears throat> What's something you hate more than anything? There's quite a few things. I mean more than anything. Drama. <laughs> you hate this more than drama. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You ready? Yeah, just give it. You you what do you oh, think? oh oh I know where this is going. Where? Spiders. I was just about to ask this. Where, is eight legs? where are you at on zombies? Zombies? Yeah. Well, do they have spiders coming out of their <laughs> eyes or mouth? Where are you at on zombie spiders? Ooh. Scientist headline. Scientists are reanimating spider corpses for research. What? <laughs> He I'm just looks, telling you. He looks terrified. I just want people to know this is why there is a hell. For people who play God. You should not play God. The headline is amazing. It's actually not as interesting as that, but it's still messed up. And I got a video that's going to freak you out. Oh, man. <laughs> Can I video a reaction as he watches it? You ready? I'll just, I'll just start reading. That spider you squished, it could have been used for science. At least that's mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Faye Yap and Daniel Preston think. Yap is a mechanical engineer PhD student at Preston's lab at Rice University when she co-authored a paper on reanimating spider corpses to create grippers or tiny machines that could be used to pick up and put down delicate objects. Yap and Preston dubbed this use of bi- biotic material for robotic parts as necrobotics. No. Oh. <laughs> Look. When are people... So they're, not, they're not just When are people going to understand we don't use the word necro? Anytime we see that word, it's bad news. They're not just zombie spiders. They're yeah. zombie robot spiders. Yeah. So it, this it, is like, have you seen like Vin a, Diesel like it, it, as a necromonger? It, it I'm just sounds, telling you. It sounds crazier than what it is, but it but it sounds very disturbing. But let me read. Hang this. on. Can it, we tell everybody what necro means? Yeah. Dead. Dead. That's a, that's, it's a Greek word for <laughs> yeah. Dead. Necrobotics. Sound- <laughs> Is it, anybody not disturbed? By no, this? I knew this would freak you out. Every uh-huh. part of this story freaks you out, <laughs> but I can't wait to, to let you like, watch the video. It sounds like a sci-fi movie. It all started They're bringing spiders back to life. Yes. N- no, listen, as robots, sort of, kinda. It all started when Yap noticed dead spiders curled up in the corner of the lab one day. Why did they die on their backs with their legs curled up? She thought. The question led her down a classic spiral of scientific curiosity. Because that's the best way for them to be. <laughs> Damn. We did a really quick search online. We found spiders. that we found that spiders do not have an antagonistic muscle pairs, she said. Instead, they rely on flexor muscles in their curled legs 
that, that curl their legs inward toward their body and hydraulic pressure to extend their legs outwards. So since Preston's lab focused on soft robotics, they saw that the spider biology was inspiration as, wait, let me read that again. Since mm. Preston's lab focuses on soft robotics, they saw the spider biology as inspiration for a pneumatic gripper or claw-like oh, device. Okay. But instead of a metal classic claw, they use something spookier, the spider corpse. So when the spiders die, their muscles tense up. So when the spider is alive, it can actively control its legs individually like valves so that it can walk around and be in motion. But when it dies, it loses control of those valves. So they injected air pressure into the dead spiders. Hemolyph is what they call it. Basically, let me let me sum all this up because it goes into a bunch of nonsense. But mm-hmm. it's like they have air pressure that they're individually injecting into each leg mm-hmm. to basically make the legs expand yeah. and then contract. So they use the dead spider as a gripper. Mm-hmm. And so now I get to show Joey the video of it. <clears throat> you ready? Make it, mm, make not it really. One continuous thing. Here we go. Ah! Oh! No! <laughs> it's one dead spider he being lowered down, legs expand, and picks up another dead spider uh-huh. and then pulls it out of the picture like a claw device on a, at an arcade. <laughs> the claw. It's the claw. <clears throat> that ain't right. Is that not messed that is, up? That's a Halloween trick right there. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> Um, so it looked like they were injecting air into the spider's body, and then mm-hmm. it, that was automatically yeah. doing all the legs. So there must be one part of the spider's body that yeah. impacts the leg movement. So I, from my understanding, they are dealing with they use soft robotics. So they're teeny tiny little flexible tubes that go into every leg. Mm. So basically, they've just turned a dead spider into a claw device. Yeah, it's really disturbing. Look. So the big question behind all this is, Satan, is big question behind all this is why? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Why? <laughs> to pick up something delicate. So what are we talking about? We're talking about like diamonds? We talk like what's the what's the practical what's application delicate? here? What's the I, I'll be honest. I read the entire thing and I don't really see a good application. Even <laughs> because their their whole thing, the last paragraph says, Who needs necrobotic spiders? <laughs> It's a great question. <clears throat> he said, we've seen researchers use, for example, feathers from birds for robotic applications. Uh, other than that, we're not aware of people using biotic material, but beyond the novelty, they say spiders are plentiful and they're convenient for research. <laughs> so spiders in this case serve as a really good source material because nature does all the work for us. We don't have to build this pneumatic actuated gripper from scratch. We just use nature in this sense to harvest the spider and use it for a gripper mm. instead. What do you think they pay for the dead <clears throat> spiders? Because I could collect some. So this is mm. <laughs> this is all in an effort. This is really the why. The closest real reason as to why is in an effort to be green in a way. Because it's like he says yeah. spider corpses are also biodegradable. Uh, which makes them better for the environment as opposed to other <clears throat> robot parts. <laughs> Right, but well, again, in, why do you need such a tiny little gripper? But in the sense that it's biodegradable, like how long is it really going to last? Mm-hmm. I mean, do I don't it, think it would just fall apart after a few days, right? 
Especially if it gets a hold of something dead, like rough, yeah, and if it's tear dead, it. Yeah. it doesn't sound like it's very like. Well, sturdy. that's what I'm saying. There really is. It, this was almost just like that. Here's just here's the steel shot of it curled up, and then after it's injected, Mm-mm. it's so disturbing to Joey. I wish you could see his face. <laughs> I want to vomit. That's. <laughs> but it's it's um really there is no good reason. No, it was all no. Th- this reeks of. I wonder if we could. Mm-hmm. You know. I wonder that's if all, it that's would, all it was. Yeah, just scientific curiosity. Hmm. Somebody with too much time on their hands. <laughs> that's that's my opinion. <clears throat> you know who t- had too much time on their hands? Going back to stuff we did this weekend was Blake. Why? Your whole you you started a whole like forum on Facebook about ranch dressing. <laughs> that was yesterday afternoon. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, I saw that, <laughs> and I was just watching. <laughs> <laughs> I would, so, I'll get people that'll like text me when I do stuff like uh-huh. that. It's like you just woke up wanting to be controversial today. Yeah, I almost texted Cass and told her she needed to find a project around the house because, like, <laughs> no, I wasn't bored. Like my boys haven't seen it, or they would be all on you. By the really? Way. Oh yeah, they're big. Well, they can be. They're wrong. big Ken's fans. Yeah, well, they're wrong. Uh, so I, <laughs> what I posted was, I'll read it. I'll read it because <clears throat> this is what's interesting, you know. Because, um, I you know this is. Probably very Ben Shapiro of me, yes, but it's like, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so. By the way, the last time we talked about spiders on this podcast, <clears throat> there was a spider in a jar left at the end of my driveway. I just want to point that driveway? out. At the end of my driveway? Oh, I so, thought you were going to talk about the one on your desk. That oh, time. no, 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 no. <laughs> that that comes from all the idiots that work around here. So, but, but I'm just saying, who like, could that possibly be? scary when, when a listener leaves a spider at the end of my driveway. I'm driveway? like, I just kept looking for more. If there's more, I'm calling the cops. I'm just saying, I'm calling the cops. That is kind of creepy. They brought it all the way to your house. Exactly. Well, like, what's going to happen is somebody's going to come up with Halloween decoration for spiders uh-huh. and leave them on my, yeah. on my lawn. Don't, don't look at my trunk Sunday. Stop. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. So, Go ahead. No, this <clears throat> this came up because I was eating something for lunch after I got home from church, and I was like, man, I wish I had some good ranch dressing. And, of course, my wife is always just like, ranch dressing is ranch dressing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's not. And so I, <clears throat> I said, change my mind. There's no such thing as good bottled ranch dressing. If you disagree, your ranch palate is primitive. Mm-hmm. I'll agree there are ranches that are better than others, but I have no problem with a good, I do. A good old pre-made bottle of Hidden Valley. No, I'm a ranch snob. I, I think know. I would rather not have something than use inferior ranch. <laughs> I'd rather not have ranch than use inferior ranch. Inferior. Of course, then you get all the ra- <clears throat> then you get all the ranch haters coming out of the woodworks. Uh-huh. But it's like you know, people saying, "Well, you could you know, you could have just left the word bottled off as though." There's no such thing as good range. <laughs> Several of them said that. So I definitely mm. started a, uh, I started something there. I struck yeah. a nerve. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have you know, if you go look at the comments, the vast majority of people agreed Actually with agreed. Yeah. They agreed I with was me. impressed. But, well, I knew that was true. Um, of A former member here, Chris Little, lives, lives in a different location now. He said, all ranch is terrible. <laughs> Which I, I tagged as hate speech. 
<laughs> That's awesome. He says, tell me one thing that you can put ranch on that can't be replaced with something better. And I said, um, salad. Salad. <laughs> and then I posted from statista.com, <laughs> the website <laughs> that is founded and based on giving accurate statistics. Okay. U.S. population, which flavors of, of salad dressing do you most do you use most often? And uh, the far and away winner, nearly triple number two. Number two was Caesar, but Ranch was yeah. far and away the winner. Oh, there's no doubt. I nearly triple yeah. the amount. So anyway, mm. so I posted that as a response. And I said, if you disagree, you're in the overwhelming minority, a.k.a. wrong. <laughs> Which he loves. I know he's yeah. getting a kick out of it. He's cracking oh, yeah. up as he's reading it. So, but yeah, I definitely started a riot on Facebook. Mm. Social social media riot. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Anyway, well, I mean, what do you think? You you said you don't mind. Yeah, I I like ranch. There are ranches that are better than others, but I have no preference like bottled or made or restaurant. Mm-hmm. Your ranch palate's primitive. <clears throat> sure, Just that's ba- what you want to call it. Yeah, basic. <laughs> What about you, Joe? Mm, I am a different bird when it comes to salad dressing. I do like ranch, but if you had, if I had a choice of ranch or French, n- no, 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 what is it? No. Italian, it's French, Ru- Russian is your favorite. Russian, Russian. that's it. I was, I was about, about to say, what's the red one? What I is would it? pick Russian dressing <laughs> over anything All right, right now. That's a, but you, that is not a I'll commonly put- used. <laughs> Salad dressing, so it's never an option. I had I, never even heard of Russian until we had it here one here, time. I show, I introduced you. To I Russian. will, I will make the same comment towards you preferring Russian over ranch as I did to is another. That, does an, that make me a commie? Is that what you're saying? No, another friend of mine uh, that commented just to you know he's trying to be controversial. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to be controversial. <laughs> no, you, you are. Me. You are being controversial. You, you just saw. Do you want to know where Russian is on that statistic? I don't it's really. It's not care. even on the board. It I don't even. It doesn't even make the list. I know. The best uh, stuff is unknown. Another friend of mine, Jim Odom, says, <laughs> ranch is straight trash. Just dip your chicken fingers in rurnt milk. You know, that's what he says. <laughs> so to Jim and also to you okay. saying, I prefer Russian over ranch, yeah. I, I said, quote, give me things crazy people say for 800, Alex. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's funny. Uh, well, you know. Yeah. So here we go. Here's my transition. It is. Okay. Uh, There is no such thing as good bottled or packaged ranch ranch dressing. It has to be made fresh for it to be good ranch dressing. It has to be. That's too bougie. That's too bougie. It just means that uh, some people don't have a, a, like I said, an An informed palate. Informed palate when it comes to ranch. That's what I was. (laughs) Why are you still in my thunder, Tiffany? My goodness, that was a good segue. You have one segue here, and then somebody just jerks it right out from under you. There it is. Whatever. It's beautiful, though. Hey, from now on, you're a chipmunk for the rest of the rest of the. I said service. (laughs) Service for the rest of the podcast. You're a chipmunk. Oh boy, here comes a sermon. What am I doing? (laughs) I told you. (laughs) I told you. No, I can't even talk. <laughs> can't even yeah. talk. You, you got to sort back. My finger's quicker than you, just so you know. You 
I was gonna read. <laughs> Okay, I'll quit. I was going to read the scripture for you, but now I'm not. Well, oh, I don't know if I can match gosh, the book while you man. read scripture. Exactly. <laughs> that would be. That would be. It's not. It's only two verses. Let's try it. I can at least let you say Ephesians. Yeah. Ephesians. <laughs> We're so juvenile. All right. We're so juvenile. I quit. I quit. We'll let her talk normal. No, okay. like every week you're like, do you have the scripture? Uh, I don't have the scripture pulled up. So I was like, I'm going to pull up the scripture, yeah, and I'll just read it this So time. you got it. So this was part I got, four. Well, I got, I got whatever you sent me pre-Sunday. So if you added anything, I don't have that. But So, yeah, this was, this was part four of our informed series, uh, mm-hmm. and the scripture was Ephesians 6, verses 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which says... In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Mm. So uh, in addition to all this, that was Mm. the first thing you pointed out. In other words, in addition to everything that he's already mentioned. Right. Being six total pieces of armor. Yes. That you uh, cleverly split up into two categories. Do you like that? (laughs) You put on... And you carry on. Mm. Carry on. <laughs> <clears throat> what you going to put on, what you going to carry on? Mm. Uh, the first three uh, are put on, mm-hmm. which were? The belt. The belt. The breastplate. Breast- and the shoes. And the shoes. Like you put those things on, you wear them. The belt, the breastplate, <laughs> and the shoes. Coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> Two of the last three are carry on. So that was what we were we were uh, finishing up this week talking about uh, the helmet, the shield, and the sword. They weren't in that order, but you did them in that order because you wanted to do the helmet first since it was put on like the others. Yeah. And it needed the most attention. Yeah. Am I doing good on my synopsis oh, so yeah, far? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, Killing. So as you, as you started talking about the helmet, what you first went into was, well, the the first point was, uh, point number one was concussion protocol. Mm. I thought this was good. Mm-hmm. I thought this was Talk good. To me. This is the best part of the message. <laughs> Rest of it, take it or leave it. No, uh, y'all can turn the podcast <laughs> off after this. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you talked about uh, talking to uh, Kyle, our trainer at Corner High School. And, man, Kyle don't get enough love. He does a great job. Yeah, he he does. really does. He's like one of the... Um, <laughs> you can never say that Kyle is not thorough. Oh no, that man's thorough. <laughs> he's, he's thorough, extremely. He, he's thorough. Like he gives you all the information you want, and then some. Uh huh. And I think sometimes people get tickled about it because it's like, man, he was he's giving me a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but uh, but I like Kyle. He's he's good. He like you said, he comes here sometimes. He comes on Wednesday night occasionally too mm-hmm. to the Bible study. Yeah. Um, but um. Sorry, I flipped back over to the... We got uh, to know Kyle really well um, with Tyson having his ACL, mm-hmm. you know, surgery last year. Right. And then Max tweaked his ankle. And so if your kid is sitting on Kyle's table, you're going to get to know Kyle well. Yeah. You're going to yeah. get a strange text from somebody. You're like, I don't... This person's not my contact. But mm-hmm. And you look down and it's like, hey, I have your kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's real good about communicating with parents and all that. And so he is. Because of that, I ha- actually had his number. And so I was able to 
communicate with him about this. Yeah, so you reach out to him to ask him about concussion protocol mm-hmm. stuff that they do, uh, you know, during the, during a game or I guess in between games, whatever, anytime they suspect uh, a player of a concussion. And I like this, uh, but you were talking – you were sharing some of his notes about what some of the indicators are mm-hmm. of concussion protocol. Uh, indicators being uh, motionless, mm-hmm. lack of balance, mm-hmm. disorientation, or uh, unresponsiveness, mm-hmm. et cetera. Did I miss anything? Uh, confusion. Confusion. Blank or vacant looks or stares. Yeah. Um, and I, I like I knew where you were going as soon as you started reading those off. I was like, oh, that's good. That's good because mm. you brought up the fact that, you know, like uh, post-COVID, like that's really the description that some, so many uh, pastors give to mm-hmm. their, you know, their churches. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know that they are. You know you can't do anything to spur them into motion. Like they're no, motion. they're like in a holding pattern. Yeah, yeah, holding pattern. Uh, no real balance. Like everything is extreme in one direction or mm-hmm. the other. Uh, they're disoriented by mm-hmm. you know which way to go. Um, and then just in general, like we were talking about it before we started the podcast, unresponsive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, how many pastors listening to this right now, you get up on Sunday mornings mm. and you look out and you see blank or vacant stares yep. right back at mm. you. And that's and that's not just the nature of it. Like, there's some real serious stuff going on with people. I mean, there's some serious, what I called head injuries. That Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the, you know, it's the look that we would always talk about, like when you say something that's um, maybe not necessarily deep, but you're having to connect a lot of dots. Maybe it is deep, but you're saying something as part of a message or a Bible study or whatever. Yeah. And then you always make that joke of like, you know, you are looking at me like a cow at a new gate. Uh-huh. You know, or yeah. Matt, Matt Chandler always makes the joke. Or notify y'all, your face kind of thing. Yeah, Matt Chandler always makes the joke. You are looking at me like I hadn't been to seminary, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was but funny. I, but. I think people don't realize that is like, you know, and take this from a, from a guy who's been in front of many crowds Speaking, I can tell you that we can tell, a pastor can tell from the stage when you're disengaged or 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 disinterested. Like, mm-hmm. right. like, because a lot of people be like, well, what do you want me to do with my face? Like, what do you want me to do with my body? I'm sitting here listening to you lecture me. Right. You know, but what people don't understand is, is like, I'm not looking for facial expressions. I'm not even looking for movement. Like, there is a sense of engagement like I can have somebody I've I've had guys sit in our crowd and just stare me down and not move a muscle and I'm like in my mind I'm going that guy gets it that guy right there is hearing every word I say yeah. right. and he hadn't moved a muscle now you could take somebody over here that's like you know whatever and I can read body language but at the same time I could take somebody who's just sitting over there and I'm like okay that dude's about to fall asleep mm-hmm. mm. there's yeah. a big difference yeah yeah, and different and people, you can tell. and you get especially once you start to get accustomed to a crowd, a certain crowd, mm-hmm. you really get to where you can the mannerisms. Like, I, like Wednesday night, man, I can read everybody in the room pretty That's much because they're it. there every Wednesday night, or most of them are there Wednesday yeah. every Wednesday night. I can because of this, them. nobody's coming back to any of our stuff. They're like, <laughs> you know me too well, right? I can't hide anything. Yeah, and and you know some people we joke. I think I joked about this on Wednesday night actually, like some or maybe. I don't remember. But anyway, I, maybe we did it on a podcast, but mm-hmm. we were joking about how some people are like really easy to read. 
Yeah. And because of their expressions. But after a while, you get to where you can read almost everybody because you know what happens when you say something that does engage that person. Yeah. And through process of elimination over a long period of time, you get to where you can sit in front of a group of people and you can look around the room and you know instantly who's engaged and who's not engaged. Right. And that that's a, a like, for instance, and I always use her as an example, but Christy Huff, you know, mm-hmm. when she's engaged <laughs> – She's got a little bit of a snarl on her face. She's looking at you like she's not sure if you're she's saved. She's ready to kill you. Yeah. yeah. She's like, do you even own a Bible? Like, that's how she's looking at you, you know? Yeah. Because like, she's... Like you're in the back room resurrecting spiders or something. Yeah. <laughs> but that's her That's her engaged look, Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, the other one that I used to joke about was uh, our former youth uh, student pastor, Matt Hill, his wife, Jenna. Mm-hmm. Her engaged face was, her mouth was open. <laughs> you know, her mouth yeah. was open. And so it was, like, uh-huh. it was like, who's the lady drooling on the back row? Oh, that's Jenna. She's listening. She's going to slap you next time she sees you. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I've told her that before. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, in Max Thomas, his his engaged face is, I'm about to rip you in half. Oh. <laughs> oh. His wife always cracks up that, but he knows. He has a mean resting He's face. He's got a mean resting face. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think ultimately, though, what people need to understand is, is that – is that the majority of the church that comes on Sunday, they don't want to admit it, but they're disengaged. Yeah. Their minds aren't where they need to be. Therefore, their hearts are not where they need to be. And and so, so really what we wanted to do with the whole concussion protocol is help people understand that long before you ever even came into church service, there was a battle for your mind. Right. Mm. There was a battle. It's It literally is a minefield, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The um, from there I got to the next two notes I have, and I'm trying to remember how we connected the dots. But I got to God's ways. God's ways always require faith. Man's ways always require reasoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. These two things are always in conflict. You know, um, understanding God's ways versus man's ways. And mm-hmm. if you really want to understand the battle for the mind, you have to understand these two concepts. Right. There are two pathways that you can take. And uh, and 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 they they are in conflict with each other, but not because faith is unreasonable. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will go, well, you know, I'll just use my human brain. You know, God gave me a brain; I'm going to use it. Um, it's not that faith is unreasonable. It's just that our ability to reason is limited. Mm-hmm. Um, faith is just on a, an entirely different level. Like Isaiah, you know, what we read in Isaiah, where God says, "My ways are higher than your ways." Right. right. So, so one way to to look at that is, and I said this Sunday was to look at God's ways as path A mm-hmm. and man's ways or man's reasoning as path B. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and you said you said at one point, you know, that God has to awaken us to that. Like he has to awaken us to his ways. And you shared Prover- yeah. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Yeah. Do not lean on your own understanding, which would be path B, mm-hmm. God's ways. But in all, I mean, uh, man's ways, but in Sorry. all your ways, acknowledge him. That would be God's ways. I think I just said that wrong. Do not lean on your own understanding, which is path B. That's man's ways. Right. Mm-hmm. But in all your ways, acknowledge him, and that is God's ways. You got it right that time. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, so, you know, why is, the, why is the helmet critical for walking in God's ways? Well, uh, another scripture you shared there, Second Corinthians 10, verse 5. Mm. I got yeah. that one. Go ahead. Uh, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, 
and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Hmm. That was, um, read that again. (laughs) (laughs) Read that again. (laughs) We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Okay. We take captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. The whole point there was just, you know, talking about thoughts that are contrary to Christ. Yeah. Like, where does it come from? Like, we don't wake up every day right. and say, hey, I'm going to break a, some Ten Commandments today, or my right. focus today is disappoint right. God, you know? Yeah. Like, so where where does all that come from? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was what, um, and the point being, where does it come from? Where do the thoughts come from? Well, they come from our sin, sinful nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Two places. Yeah. Our sinful nature and then attacks of the enemy. Yeah. When that we got into that, that got me to thinking about what we were talking about on here last week. Yeah. You know how like you have to have that balance. Remember, I brought up how mm. I will because of my personality and because of just, you know, my preferences and just the way that I'm wired and you know, some theology and doctrine mixed in there as well. Mm. Like I will lean more in the direction of well, they come from my sinful nature. Yeah. But there really has to be some balance there of recognizing also, yeah, but you're at war. Yeah. There is an enemy. There's yeah. a real enemy. Prowls around like a roaring lion, you know, seeking right. who he can de- who he may devour. But that's <clears throat> so we could we have to be careful to allow not to allow the way that we're wired and what we're predisposed to. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I absolutely. had I guess what I'm saying is that that <clears throat> thought came full circle for me when you when you said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the key too is to understand that whether it comes from your flesh or whether it comes from the enemy, a con a, a thought that's contrary to cross must be taken captive. Yeah. Because if you let it go, mm-hmm. if you think it's not a big deal, mm-hmm. then that's where like Second Corinthians ten four comes in, yeah. right? You know, yeah. You want to read that? Yeah. I think that one's a, a really good one to read. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. And that's that's what happens when we let thoughts that are contrary to Christ when we mm-hmm. let them go right. when we let them be like ah you know it's not uh, just I had that thought that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. No, that's a huge deal. That thought was contrary to the Word of God. And so you need to call it out because if you don't, then it will build itself and fortify itself as a stronghold yeah. in your mind. Yeah, and you spent a good bit of time talking about strongholds. <laughs> yes, uh, you talked You talked a lot about strongholds. Like two-thirds I, of the sermon. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I even I said, look at your neighbor and say he's going to be a minute. Yeah. I, yeah. I gave you a heads up. But so I don't know what all you want to say here, wow. uh, because I got two notes in regards to strongholds. Let's just go off your notes, okay? Or anything that Tiff has. I just have. Well, I have three notes. <laughs> My first note said he talked a lot about strongholds. <laughs> <laughs> my, my second note says. Okay. Encountering a person's stronghold is scarier than encounter encountering even even a demon sometimes. Yes, or maybe all the time. I don't know, but mm. that's. That was uh, that was something that you said. I don't know anything you want to say in regards I, to that. I think one. I mean, to keep it simple, you know, obviously a stronghold is a negative pattern of thought which has been burned into our minds over repetition. Um, it's a lie that we. It was a thought that was contrary to Christ, and we let it go. And it was a lie that hung in there, mm-hmm. and then Satan just kind of kept feeding that, influencing that. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying that that is very important to understand the difference between demon possession and demonic influence. Right. And so there's a lot of like garbage in kind of stuff mm-hmm. coming in there, 
and in impacting that strong, uh, that negative pattern of thought. And then that turns into a stronghold. It stays in there long enough to become a pet, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden it becomes a part of who you are. And what I was saying is, is that when strongholds become, I mean, when negative thought patterns become a stronghold, you need to understand that now those are those have become no-fly zones. Those have become don't go there. That's why if you've ever gotten near someone's stronghold, you've gotten that kind of kickback or pushback or blowback that mm-hmm. they're like, don't you go there. I've had people say, Pastor, you need to shut up mm. yeah. like, because I got too close to the stronghold with the right. truth. Right. And, and I was just sharing about how when you get near that, those strongholds, you, you can't play around with strongholds. Yeah. All you're going to do is create drama. Those things have to be ripped down, demolished, destroyed by the power of the of the Holy Spirit at where you can kind of come up and try to make a, a reasonable argument using reasoning and thought. Right. And somebody with a stronghold is like, you need to stop talking right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I liked how you framed it in servant, you know, not demonic possession, but demonic influence. And and so again, and I'm not trying to like, you know, browbeat the point that I made just a second ago about how we got to have balance of not looking at something mm-hmm. as though, uh, you know, you can't look at something as though this is just a result of your sinful nature mm-hmm. as man, but you mm-hmm. also can't look at something as just a result of, you know, it's just them demons got a hold of me. You know, yeah, you can't look at, you can't yeah. you can't blame everything on the devil. Either. That's right. And yeah. so, I like your I like the way you framed this because it really kind of brings both into the spotlight at the same time. If you think about it, because to say it's a stronghold and it's a demonic influence. In other words, um, maybe there were powers at work that dangled the carrot, mm-hmm. but your sinful nature ate it up. That's it. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? That's it. So what, who's it to It takes bl- two to tango. Exactly. Yeah. Who's to blame? Mm-hmm. Who's right. to blame? You and and your sinfulness mm. or or the enemy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. It's both and. Yeah. And, and. And, you know, a lot of times people are quick, like you said, to jump on that demon possession scenario. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, and I can, I've been in situations where... It would be easy for me, especially like when I was in South Africa, you know, but even in other parts of the country, of our country here in America, I have seen where you're speaking the truth of God's Word, and then it activates something in someone. And I think a lot of times what happens is is the truth gets in there and it starts uncovering a stronghold, and that person literally freaks out. Like they... They they shake. I've I, I even shared this Sunday that I've seen people lose motor function um, because they just start shaking. And one lady just ran yeah. out of the room one day, beating her head with her with her fist because the truth was just so much. And it would be easy to just look at that on the exterior and go, "Ooh, she's demon possessed." Right? No, she's not. Right? She has been demonically influenced a lot, and she and that strongholds become her baby. It's her identity now. And now you're about to show her a truth that is literally going to become a re- it's going to sober her up or sober him up to the reality mm-hmm. you've wasted your life on a lie. Yeah. And that is the danger of a stronghold mm-hmm. in someone's yeah. life. Yeah. And a, a wicked heart just doesn't easily hand over its wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's it, right. It fights tooth and it nail. It fights tooth and nail. Yep. And that's why I think it's important uh, to get back to the, <clears throat> you know, because that, 
you know, get back to the helmet of salvation. Right. This is why we got to have the helmet. You know, yeah. we, the, the helmet is our per, concussion protocol. It's uh, when we put on the helmet of salvation, we're at least admitting that we take on, you know, a lot of fiery arrows from the mm-hmm. enemy, these thoughts that are contrary to Christ. But, you know, and I'll say this to, to people listening, you know, if you're interested, this is what I told my, my congregation. I don't like drama. My personality is not a big confronter, and so, but I have, I'm not afraid if I'm in the moment and in the situation, we'll confront the lie with the truth, Mm -hmm. despite what the fallout is. But what I, what I suggest to our people is if you're, if you really feel like there might be a stronghold in your life, something that just, you're kind of, you just continue, no matter what you decide you're going to do about God, you just kind of sleepwalk into the same sin over and over, and you keep facing the same consequences. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or maybe you've got a loved one that you think is in a str- has a stronghold, and you can't do anything about it. I told our people just to privately message me on Facebook. I'm Joey Hill. I'm on Facebook. Um, you can uh, message me there, or you could you know contact the church or whatever, and I'd be more than happy to give you the name of a couple of books that I would I would advise you to read. Mm-hmm. And then, if you after reading those two books, if you need help, talk to us, yeah. and we would be more than willing to help you. Sure. So that that's that was the part of the message where I laughed out loud because you were. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you see me laugh out loud? I don't. And so you were talking about um, you were talking about that talking about the importance of just well, just you know how recognizing strongholds and things like that, yeah. and how you'd be willing to help somebody with that because you're like basically pointing out. You said, you know, maybe this is something you just want to dip a toe in to see, do mm-hmm. I have strongholds, yeah. that sort of thing. You're yeah. not sure if you do. And you said, because you were basically talking about how that it's a mental thing, right? This yeah. is what you've been talking about the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It's, there's it's something going on inside. And you said, and you said, I'm not here to say you're crazy, <laughs> but possibly. You That's did. what you said. <laughs> and I started laughing out loud. I started laughing out loud because I had two thoughts. I was one is like that's that's hilarious, but <laughs> but accurate, you know. Oh, yeah. oh accurate. It's, a, it's scary accurate. But I also yeah. laughed out loud because if the if the roles would have been reversed and I was the one saying it, here's uh-huh. what I would have said: I'm not saying you're crazy, but Joey is. <laughs> Well, to, what you know I was what, well, what I was saying was so you you could have blamed it on me. You're well, like, I'm not going to call you crazy, but Blake will. <laughs> okay, so here, but I also said this, Blake. I said the problem that we're dealing with is we're talking. If a stronghold is held up and fortified in your brain, your brain, like you said, the yep. the wicked is not going to give up the will. Right. Like it's not going to give it up easy. Your brain is not going to tell you that you got a stronghold. Right. Right. Because your brain is just believing what it's always been conditioned mm-hmm. over repetition or even through some traumatic event to believe. But what I said was was you may already be on the crazy train and you just don't know it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. You, you said it. You prefaced it with everything. I did. But when you said, I'm not saying you're crazy, but possibly. But possibly. That just got me. <laughs> but yeah. so quiet. That but possibly was so quiet. I, yeah. almost, I was like, did he just say, say possibly? Po- no, he said possibly. <laughs> he did. But it yeah. was quiet. It was like, I'm yeah. not saying you're crazy. Okay. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> it's like you trailed off there. 
What? What? <laughs> well, let me say this so we can move on, all right? Because we need to move on yeah. for you. The concussion, pro- the concussion protocol is simple. Let the helmet of salvation saturate your brain, uncovering strongholds of thought and that are contrary to Christ, and take them captive and make them obedient. Mm-hmm. That's Amen. that's the helmet of salvation. Amen. Can we move along? <laughs> Number two. Next. <laughs> Number two. And uh, that said, cra- what he says on Crazy Train. <laughs> Next. <clears throat> you've had you've had such fun naming your points. You've had so yeah. much. I've fun got to name. I've gotten some. Uh, you've some had a lot creative of creative license there. Yes. <laughs> My husband giggled at this one. I, yeah. I, I forgot to ask him why. <laughs> Number two, because he giggled for the same reason I did. So I guess there is two points where I laughed out. It's okay. Because he he can picture Joey saying this play, oh. playing um uh you know paintball or something paintball or uh, actually I was thinking video game. What was the oh oh yeah uh, like Rainbow Six or something like that? Yeah. I thought what's you were going to say like Risk or something. No. What's the one that so many people play though? Why, um, why am I drawing Call a of Duty? Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can picture Joey saying this. No, point number two, cover me. I'm going in. <laughs> you know you had fun. when You, oh, came, you know you had fun it's when like, you came up with that. Like just a couple weeks ago when you were saying, watch my six. <laughs> yeah, watch my six. Watch my six. Watch my six. Cover me. I'm going in. Going hey. in. Oh, it's uh, fun when you start comparing the armor of God to tactical gear. I mm-hmm. love it. Um, I just like the word tactical. Yeah. That's fun to say, it, but that was that was in reference to the shield of faith. Yes, the cover shield. Me, I'm going in. Our faith is a, is about taking cover, not about hiding. I like that. It's mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. having that faith, having that shield, is like having the confidence to advance. Mm-hmm. It's the confidence to move forward towards the strongholds, perhaps. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. This is this is a. I I probably didn't give this as much time. As it deserved, right. because I just spent all my time on point number one. Right. But this is where the world is right now, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we we are we're seeing this now. We're because when when we talk about our taking up the shield of faith, when we talk about taking on the flaming arrows of the evil one, what we're talking about is that we're talking about how the enemy will weaken us through fear and unbelief and how the enemy will will literally um, put us on the retreat and convince us that now's not the time to step forward. Now's mm-hmm. not the time to be known for who you are. Now is the time to disappear, go into hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I don't know if y'all heard uh, today, I saw this this morning, that there was um, a, a leader of a synagogue um, that was murdered, and they're investigating it as potential connection to all the Israeli-Palestinian conflict right. because the the Palestinian, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Just the the riot, not the, the riots, the not rioting, but the protests, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and 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 all that. It's gotten out of hand. Like they're they're starting. Uh, many of them have gotten arrested because they're shooting fireworks and and stuff at the police. Mm-hmm. But um, but there's a there's a warning put out um, in New York that says, if you're a Jew, you might not want to wear that out on your sleeve. You might Mm. not want to let people know. Like, that's in America. Wow. That's in America. And, and, And all I'm saying is, is I'm not trying to get anybody killed here. All I'm saying is, is our faith is no place to hide. God did not create holy huddles, and they've never helped our faith or our cause. Right. Uh, our faith is meant 
to give us confidence to advance. Like, mm. in other words, my faith is, you know, if I've got a shield and the enemy's shooting arrows, That's right. I can advance and take the, take the arrows and mm-hmm. take the hits because they're not hitting me, yeah. right? That's right. And I, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm probably... Well, I was just going to say, I felt like that was a really good point. And, and then right after that, to somehow reiterate a good point, you opened your mouth and said in front of God and everybody <laughs> that having a shield of faith was like saying, talk to the hand. Yeah. <laughs> well... If you grew up in the '90s, you knew that. Nah, you just, knew that phrase. I'm kidding. Talk I thought it was. Him. I thought it was funny. But yeah. that, But the. But the point in general was like really. You know, I mean, it was big. That was that was a very significant point. And then yes. when you brought in the talk to the hand thing, I was like, that's, well, that's funny. It's it's the, <laughs> it's the whole. You know, think about this. You've got Satan stoking fear mm-hmm. and hopes that we would retreat and hide. He right. wants the people of God to circle their wagons and give up the battle for the souls of this world. Like, they're gone, people. Mm-hmm. Like, get get your ancient book and your ancient guide and go find your little ho- your little holes right. that mm-hmm. you came out of and go stay there. And, and so he tries to take our voice away through fear. He threatens us with social rejection. Mm-hmm. He even threatens us with persecution. You might not want to wear your faith out on your sleeve because you may get fired. You may mm-hmm. get this or you may get that. And he can even do that through pain and sometimes even death, according to Hebrews 2, 14. But rather than retreat, our shield of faith says, "Not you, you know, you can you can scare me with all that, but just right. talk to my faith. Yeah, right. Just just talk to the shield of faith, and uh, and so I think I think that's where it's where the church needs to be right now because we're backing up. Yeah, right. We're losing ground in a lot of areas, and I'm not and I'm not. This is not a call to arms. This is just be who you are." Yeah. John 16, 33, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We either, we either live like that or we don't. Yeah, We're I, either scared of, we're either fearful of what we may suffer or we're not. Mm-hmm. Because I love Matthew 10, four, uh, 28, we do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Yeah. I like the part where you said that, that, I mean, you know, to bring that point home where you said, that's what, that's what, that's what you were getting at by talk to the hand. Exactly. You said, you know, the shield of faith is like throwing up the hand and quoting John sixteen thirty three like that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it also, and the kind of where you ended before you went on to the next part is saying, you know, you got to have that type of mentality of you're not scared to move forward. You're not scared to advance. Mm-hmm. You're going to, like you said, you're going to be who you are. And then the quote that I really liked was because you're not dangerous till you're ready to die. Mm. In yeah. other words, you're yeah. not you're not just gonna you know cower down. Yeah, if you're situation. fearful of death, you know, then then you've got a lot in your mind. You've got a lot to lose. Yeah. And if you got a lot to lose, then you're not gonna you're not gonna land well with the what the apostle Paul has to say, where he says, "I can sound it. I consider it all loss, you know, or I consider it gain if I die, you know." Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's that's who we are. I just want to say this to the church that is who we've always been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it takes my blood, mm-hmm. I will I will not back down. I will share the good news. I will tell people the good news, even if it costs me my life. And then not only did Jesus set that example, but his disciples set that example, and then the, the early church set that example and all that they had to go through. And, and it's been... I mean, we have been producing martyrs of the faith mm-hmm. ever since we've been in existence. And right. I don't understand this whole 
we got to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. That, we got to we got to slow it down, people. I was having that conversation again. Everything blurs together. Maybe mm. I said this in a Bible study or something, but we were was having that conversation or on, along that topic and it's all about the 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 tone that's over us is I'm not going to die on that hill. Yeah. But the yeah. The, the problem is are there any hills you'll die on? Mm. That's a <laughs> It's yeah. a great question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, are you, there, what are you living for? Yeah. yeah. W- what matters to you? Yeah. Is there a hill you will down? Because yeah. like, you know, and here we have the the seven hills. This is where we stick. And again, we're talking about, we, we referenced this on the podcast a few weeks ago, open-handed versus closed-handed issues. Mm. Okay. You say that's in a closed hand, then that means you die on that hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That means you die on the hill of the deity of Christ. That means you die mm-hmm. on the hill uh, of the crucifixion, that means you die on the hill of the resurrection. That means you die. You know what I mean? And with, yeah. uh, whatever those things are, yeah. Like I'm just saying, are there hills that you'll die on? Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times, but because that's what it is. It's like now, now it's like over everything, everything in our lives, and everything that's controversial. Like we'll argue about it, we'll give people our opinions, but at the end of the day, we'll also turn our back and say, well, "I'm not going to die on that hill." Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, my brain actually went a little bit different direction when you said that yesterday, and it was, are you willing to die to your strongholds to move forward Mm. in your faith? Yeah. So a lot of our strongholds, like you said, they're pets. They're things that we hold on to and things that we're like, oh, no, that's just who I am. It becomes our identity. It's like, are you willing to die to yourself? Are you willing to die to that stronghold? Hmm. To let God transform you, yeah, and move forward, and, and we and 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 that's right because we did bring that full circle because mm. because if you fear death, if you fear loss, if you if you fear like you've got you know I, if there's a part of you that says I cannot I cannot be a Christian because right whatever mm-hmm. that because is mm-hmm. is a stronghold in mm-hmm. your life yeah and so when you finally get to the place where your faith is what everything this world talks to mm-hmm. when it comes to you, yeah. then you're literally, your strongholds, and I said this, your strongholds, those fortresses, those those fortified walls that are impenetrable, they will come down like Jericho on their own. Mm-hmm. Like when you get into that kind of place of faith. Sure. Because faith over fear is really what this is all about. So mm. there it is. Um so that, that brought us to our third and last one, which was um, in regards to the sword, mm-hmm. sword of the Spirit. That was, and the point was, number three was, well, you know, in the first service, I don't know if you actually said it, but what I wrote down was suffocate it. Mm-hmm. Is that um, right? It, the actual word was choke, like choke out the flames. Okay. But same concept, suffocate. Yeah. Yeah. So suffocate it. And the example that you use, obviously, is... Um, you know Jesus in the wilderness and yes, mm-hmm. encountering Satan and being tempted by Satan, and then he fights fire with fire. Is is what you said? Yeah, I think it's important to know that the the Word of God considers itself, or even describes itself in many occasions as fire. Mm-hmm. Like in Jer- Jeremiah twenty verse nine, His Word is in my heart like a fire. You know, right. it's shut up in my bones like a fire, mm-hmm. and I can't contain it. And so. You know, that was the key was for every lie, every threat or every temptation that that Satan was throwing at Jesus like a fiery arrow. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus was responding to that with fire in kind. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you you tell me to turn these stones into bread. Jesus said, but my father says man shall not live by bread alone. So you see, he was fighting fire 
with fire. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the point. Yeah, with the word of God. So mm-hmm. the um the and then kind of how you ended that section, which I love the way that you said this. Um our, I'm so glad and I was really glad that you framed it this way and brought this up was that because a lot of times we think about spiritual warfare as like this um you know, we think of it like the movies in a movie in mm-hmm. a dramatic sense mm-hmm. in some or some way. Uh, you know, if it's not, you know, like a exorcism, then it's uh, <laughs> then it is something like very outwardly displayed, you know, which we see like on Wednesday nights, we're going through Daniel, you know, you see mm. these outward displays of something, something dramatic, sure, something mm-hmm. cinematic, like and quite that. A, a few of our small groups are going through mm-hmm. revelations too, so their mind is already there as well, yeah. But you have to read between the line or read between the lines when it, in those instances, even in Daniel, like if you start breaking it down, you really read between the lines. What you find is something that is symbolic of what spiritual warfare normally looks like in our right. lives, and that it's that often takes place in mundane details of life. Mm-hmm. It's not in these big open outward expressions, yeah. right? It's in mundane details of life, and that's where I love that I, the the phrase that I use all the time uh, during Bible study is "There's meaning in the mundane." Yes, mm-hmm. and I try to just press that in as much as mm-hmm. I can, and I felt like that was such a, a strong. You know, uh, that that one really resonated with me when you said that, that the spiritual warfare often takes place in the mundane, mundane details of life. In other words, uh, spiritual warfare is because we like to picture it as this big thing. We like we picture, you know, Elijah slaying the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, mm, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But in reality, spiritual warfare so many times is extremely subtle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's undertoned. It's undertoned know? and yeah. internal in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, yeah, that's why I said, you know, if you find it difficult to confess your sin, right? that's spiritual warfare going on. Mm-hmm. Like you're believing some demonic influence that's telling you, if I, if I confess this sin, then my life's over. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, your life's not over. Right. You know? Right. Well, people are going to talk about me. No, they're not. Yeah. Even if somebody does, it isn't going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That little bitty that little bitty twist and questioning that's going on in your heart and mind in that moment. And you use the, that, that was the last thing I wrote down, by mm-hmm. the way, is when you said, when you wake up and you find it hard to confess your sin, you wake wake up and find it hard to share your faith anymore or this mm-hmm. or that or whatever. And you brought up several things, mm-hmm. but all those are like that one little twist in that moment right there where in your head and in your heart, you've got this thing going on where you're like, I'm not sure. Da, 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 da. This still goes back to the same thing that we were talking about earlier. This is, the carrot is being dangled. Yes. Now, is your sinful, wicked heart going to eat it? That's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that moment. And yeah. so it's like that spiritual warfare. So many times, spiritual warfare is not, you know, <laughs> the, a legion of demons coming and taking over your body. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's a small little subtle twist yeah. and a dangle of a carrot to see, can I get this, you know, sin sick person to take a bite? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I think the greatest line, or we'll let me rephrase that, the greatest lie that the enemy uses on a consistent basis in somebody's world mm-hmm. is this. That's just the way life is. Yeah. Mm. I think that line is I I mean, it really, it really um justifies a lot in people's minds. And I think it has paralyzed them. It has caused them to believe things that aren't true. And it's put them in a, a taken a lot of paths like Plan B pathways 
you know, where your mind is reasoning and connecting dots that don't need to be connected and, and you literally find it so much easier to naturally commit to path pathway B versus pathway A, because pathway A is an entirely different level of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's an entirely different level of existing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, it, and I'm pretty sure that if I know spiritual warfare, I can tell you this, it's, it's already convinced many of you that plan A is not even worth it. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that you can get out of life and you and all you got to do is just go to church and check all your boxes and you're fine and you can still have everything you want out of life. Yeah. You you know, you could yeah. have it all. And and I just want to take you back to Matthew 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take you back to the greatest pay-per-view fight of all times. Yeah. Right. As between Satan and Jesus and Jesus put all that to bed. Yeah. He put all that to bed because Satan literally offered him the world. Yeah. And right. Jesus put it to bed with scripture. I like the way you ended it because it, it shines a lot on the importance also of spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. In our sure. life. You know what I we mean? We don't even have the time, bro. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, my goodness. But you know what I mean? That That's what the. But, but talking about the whole, it's subtle, it's in yeah. mundane, that yes. sort of thing. It, it's, you know. We, we like to picture, like I said, the legions of demons coming after us, or we like to yeah. picture, you know, all the orcs and the fires of Mordor. <laughs> but yes. It, but it, but, but in yeah. reality... It's fighting with your kids or your spouse. Yeah. Or, it's getting you know, mad at, you know, another driver on the road. Not, not, or, and I'm not trying to... Let me say this. Or it's... It's the fear of being tied down, yeah. being committed to something. And that's where the disciplines come yeah. in because they teach you. And this is something we say uh, when we're teaching the disciplines here. We say, we, uh, I, I think it was Whitney that, that said this, but his quote was this, we are most free when we are most bound. Yeah. And, mm. and Satan flips that. He's right. like, no, when you're bound, you're a slave. Right. And that's all God wants you to be is his slave, right. you know? And so that it's that, just that continual, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that opposition, that 180 type thinking uh, versus the way God thinks and, uh, and the way God works. And I think that has caused so many people just to literally lay down the fight mm-hmm. and just say, you know, yep. I'm here. I'm just going to make the most of life. Yeah. And what a yeah. waste. And I don't want people to hear in us talking like this, like saying, you know, it's in the mundane. It's in those little things like that. In the spiritual disciplines, you know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. where the fight is happening. Yes, but I don't want people to hear that as though we're downplaying, like, like we're downplaying spiritual warfare in yeah. any way. As though, as though that I'm in no way of saying that. Let me big just say, stuff doesn't happen. Big stuff, it let, does. Well, yeah. let me just say this though. Uh, well, what's the examples that we brought up or that I brought up a second ago? Uh, Elijah on Mount Carmel, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the Legion of Demons. Yes. What, let me let me just say, uh, big open outward expressions of spiritual warfare generally do not work out well for the enemy. <laughs> Never has. <laughs> You see what I mean? Yeah. So there's <laughs> something not, about that name Jesus. Right. You know are, what I'm saying? That's are, what I'm saying. They aren't non-existent. Right. They're not non-existent. But you're more likely running into them in exactly. just your normal day-to-day. That, that's all I was trying that's to say yeah. in that. And I yeah. think that was the point you were mm. making as well. It was like, you know, it's in the mundane. Stop looking for the fight over here. Yeah. Really, back to the week before, it's on your six. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Man. So That's good. Mm. Mm. Yep. Anyway, I thought it was good. 
Good stuff. It was a good series. Good mm-hmm. series. Um, invite everybody to come back this Sunday. Um, that was the end of the series. And obviously, every one of those messages are online on our website. You can listen to those. Mm-hmm. Just uh, click on sermons. Um, but this this Sunday is what will it's a fifth Sunday, and we'll, we'll call it like a rogue Sunday. But ultimately, it's a very special day. We're going to come together here and we're going to take communion as a church family. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, I'm going to introduce uh, a brand new concept that we're going to follow, a brand new path we're going to follow to the end of the year. And I, I highly encourage everyone to be there. If you're a high point folk, come mm-hmm. on. Yes. Yep. And then right afterwards, we'll be starting to get ready for our trunk or treat, four to six Sunday. Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I hear we're the only game in town. <laughs> no, are I we? actually I think every church is doing their are Sunday we? night. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're the earliest, so come yeah, come first. by, hit us up, head on somewhere else. We yeah. don't care. Come yeah. take our candy. That's what we're asking you. <laughs> Just come steal our candy. We don't care. Except the lemon hidden friends and Reese cups. Oh. Leave those for me. <laughs> now, no, if d- they come Friday night, we've been talking about Elvis on a Friday night. But you can come Sunday night Definitely and see, see Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. a guaranteed thing. Yeah. I just mean, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. <laughs> here we go. Hey, Sound I'm like just Stephen saying, Platt. if you want to get your picture made with Elvis, mm. now, is this skinny Elvis or fat Elvis? <laughs> you want to tell me. <laughs> What'd you say? You go, you huh? twist and might rip it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is a, I don't know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you can make your own decision when you show up and see, yeah. see what's available. <laughs> there, well, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be, I have a trunk. We all doing? Well, it's not y'all, it's me. I've been, I've been, what? I have been outcasted. What? Oh, because all your family's doing My all whole family is, yeah, they're You're all doing a trunk by yourself? By what? myself. <laughs> I am. You could do a lot with that. I know, you should have dressed up as Priscilla. <laughs> I'm going to slap you. I have some ideas. I'm not going to give it away right here. So you just have to come Sunday uh, night if you want to see what the pastor's doing. Wait, is it, this means he don't know. Oh, no, I do know. <laughs> do you? Oh, I've already shared it with my family, and they well, shut me down. Tell us. They shut don't me tell down. Us. Give us a mm. hint. Dangle a carrot. <laughs> see if we All bite. Right. All right. <laughs> I said, so I, my... I'm wearing a Vegas Elvis jumpsuit <laughs> and a wig. Okay. It can't okay. be worse than that. So, well, no, my family said, Dad. Please, for the love of all that is humane, do not do that. <laughs> okay. But I, okay, I'll, I'll tell you. Then the answer is yes. <laughs> See? Go ahead, tell me. Okay. What is it? I, I'll probably need the listeners to also let me know if I should do this. Okay. okay. So I, I just, I had, I had a good idea. I thought, you know, this is a special year, special season. My sons are both on the high school football team, mm-hmm. and it would be great to do a trunk that – showcases like this team and I could have TVs up showing like highlights. Mm. I could have a banner. I could have like, you know, all that. But here's the cool thing. I could, and this is where they were shutting me down. I could get buzz to be there and stand at my thing. And I could have like, I could have like a little thing where kids throw footballs and they can catch it. Now, and then here's what I thought would be cool. What if they gave me football pads and I was literally a straight-up, head-to-toe football player? Mm. And that's when my family just went, Dad. (laughs) 
Sorry. So your truck is going to be football themed? <laughs> to say the least, but I mean, I, it's in honor of that's these super guys. Creative though. Yeah. Do a football trunk in October. That's creative, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm withdrawing my, my trunk. My, I'm not my, doing a trunk my, my wife and uh, uh, look, I don't have time to do Halo and build the warthog like you I did that a, year. You, you got a generator to plug all the TVs up to? Yeah, I can make that all, all that happen. You it's, sure? You sure that's what you want to do? Just so everyone knows, this is how this all, is all of Joey's ideas go over in staff meetings. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead. You sure I'm, that's what you I'm pulling do? the plug on the football thing? You sure? So here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. You it's gonna be a surprise. Okay. Nobody's gonna know now. Surprise, Trump. You had to come. Surprise you had to come Sunday night and see what the pastor does. I'm probably gonna be sitting there in my lawn chair drinking iced tea. It's probably what I'm gonna be doing. He's like the air, airhead uh, white mystery of uh, of trunks. Oh my goodness, man. Sorry, mm. I, I didn't mean to like seagull your trunk. No, idea no. We can't. We can't tell people what that means. I think they can. If you got any idea of a seagull? You know what that means. They like to come in and do things and then fly away. Um, okay, I'll come. Up, I'll come up with another idea. I'll tell all the football team that they're not worthy of a. Should trunk. I do a trunk? Or no, Elvis? Yeah, I thought. I mean, if I, I don't you have a pink to Cadillac, be free to shake your leg and do something. <laughs> I probably need to be as stationary as possible. You think so? I know so. You know what you need? You need a, a toilet to sit on. That. Tiffany, With that's it, wrong. <laughs> that's Tiffany, wrong. Tiffany, Tiffany, that's Tiffany. wrong. That's wrong. Tiffany. I didn't say that. Spelt like a true blue hair over there. Tiff, <laughs> Tiffany at highpointcommunitychurch.org. <laughs> that can't that. be any worse than what you said about the lady with the airplane and the parachute last week. <laughs> there we go. All uh, right, we got to end this. Yeah, so Sunday night. Sunday night at, at well, not Sunday. Well, it's sort of not evening, late afternoon. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. <laughs> be here at four. Four p.m. Sunday. Free candy. Yeah. Free candy. It'll be going from four to six, unless it's a ghost town by, you know, 545, and then we might wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> that it? Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. See you. Later. Sandy Grevy.